Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Jim Swift, who is still under the sway. He is still held by the spell of Donald Trump after spending an evening with Donald Trump in Manassas, Virginia. Jim, can you still hear me or are you still trapped by the Trump's allure? You know, I, I spent all night dreaming of Donald Trump, uh, Michael. It was, uh, uh, they weren't nightmares. It was just, you know, <laughs> g- glorious, uh, somewhat dystopian visions of our future where I grew sick of winning. And uh, it was, you know, I did grow sick of winning. I wanted to lose again. And, uh, you know, the, in my dream, I guess I was a communist. I wanted the pendulum to swing back to, to losing. It was, you know, I, I grew tired of winning. He was okay. right in my dreams. So for, for the, the many of us who mock Donald Trump, Trump, for, for people like me who still cannot seem to take the guy seriously, tell us about what it was like, what the rally was like on the ground in the room and what the people who were there to see Donald Trump were like. Yeah, you know, so Michael, I, I like you, I've worked on campaigns and I worked on President Bush's 04 race. And so I've, I've done a bunch of rallies like these. Um, and so for for those of us or you know you mm-hmm. and myself included who you know maybe had a hard time taking how uh, how serious Trump was this was a serious campaign rally it was well organized well executed um it, it was it was a pure presidential rally with uh, surrogates uh reading speeches and then like kind of going into awkward talking points that it didn't sound like they had written um, you <laughs> know which, a good which, sign. yeah which is true but, yes. you know any, any campaign, you know, big campaign rally, here are some talking points you should word in. And, you know, you can always tell when they, they don't fit the, the speaker's style. Um, you know, they're passing out signs. You know, the Secret Service is there now because Trump has Secret Service. And uh, it was a packed house in uh, the Prince William County Fairgrounds at a, at a little modern barn that they have out there, about how would you de- people. How would you describe the people in the crowd? If you had to kind of, I know it's not fair to paint with a broad brush, but let's paint with a broad brush the people who showed up at the Trump rally. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I did in the article I had written late into the the evening while I was still high on the Trump euphoria. <laughs> I mean, like any GOP rally, I mean, it tends to skew white and older, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that was certainly true. But there were actually a, 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 a large swath of diverse minorities. There were African-Americans, Hispanics, um, you know, Middle Eastern folks, and a lot of teenagers. And it wasn't just like, you know, a six-year-old being dragged there by their parents right. or, you know, a, an angsty 13-year-old who's just like, oh, gosh, you know, I'd rather be playing Xbox One, but you're making me see this Trump guy. There were hordes of teenagers there. Um, now, of course, they were the first first to get bored and leave. Um, but, you know, it, was, it, it, it did not fit the narrative that Trump rallies are exclusively comprised of angry old white men. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was far more diverse than what you see the mainstream media reporting. Uh, what, uh, um, what, how much of the, that penetration do you think is just pure celebrity, that the guy's a TV star and there's a certain element of society that just is always drawn by stars and celebrities I think that was a fair uh, a fair uh, a number of people mm-hmm. there you know I, you, you, you can tell the people who are clapping and who are true believers you know there was a guy in front of me I got some I put some pictures uh, on my on my story who was shouting the whole time there were a lot of people shouting as you would expect at a Trump rally um, but there was a uh, woman next to me who um, you know, she she wasn't really always clapping. You know, I think there were some people who were there to see it. Maybe some right. undecided people, too. Um, so oh, look, you know, if I, you can get as you know, if you can get non true believers to come to your campaign rally and see your candidate in, the, in his best light, you hope that's a great uh, accomplishment. Let me tell you what something he was just in Georgia, as you know, where I do talk radio and mm-hmm. had 5000 people show up. But the reporting that we had 
uh, our reporter on the scene said that about half the people were there for Trump and about half the people were there to, to see the show and that they, after a while, after like 30 minutes into a speech, they started drifting away just because they weren't that interested in the political part. They were there for the show and that seemed to be, but then again, 5,000 people is a huge crowd no matter how you slice it. Uh, yeah, I'd say it was, uh, from my perspective, it was probably slightly it was 60-40 instead of 50-50. More people were there because they liked Donald Trump. And you could tell that because uh, I you know, saw so many of the tacky Donald Trump hats uh, that a vendor was selling knockoffs of outside to make America great again. And it's Manassas. Manassas is you know, a, a red part of Northern Virginia. There were a lot of hunters. Orange hats, camouflage hats, of course, the, you know, the iconic red hat too. Uh, about like one out of every five people was wearing some sort of Trump swag. So um, – you know, I'd say it was more it skewed more towards true Trump supporters rather than people like myself who were there to see the carnival. Now, did Donald Trump have anything to say about the events in San Bernardino or the Colorado shooting and this issue of, uh, particularly with the San Bernardino story, since the uh, attackers uh, are Muslim, we don't know what their motivation was, but they were as people Muslims. If that national security question plays to his strengths or as things get so serious, as you look at what happened in Paris and ISIS and you know, the, the concept of existential threats, are people kind of saying, ah, Donald, you're fun to talk about when there's nothing really going on. But when Americans are dying in California, when you know Europeans are dying in the streets of Paris, we got to get more serious. And you don't p- pass that pass muster on the issue of being serious minded enough to be president during these difficult times. Yeah, so the, the the Trump got on stage about seven forty last night. You know, I had gotten out there because of the drive, and um, you know, wanted to make sure I I got in. Um, still, a lot of details were not known at that time. Um, you know, it was just leaking out on the internet that you know that the pair was named Say, uh, Syed Farouk and mm-hmm. Tashfin Malik, and you know, but we didn't know anything. We still don't really know much about the motive. Right. And and Trump came out and opened uh, after he did his you know standard opening um, with a moment of silence. And boy, was it silent. You could hear a pin drop in, in that room. Um, and, you know, he, he did not uh, take the tact of, you know, blaming, you know, blaming Muslims or, or whatnot, because, you know, I, I think he's too smart to, 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 to jump uh, to guessing the motive, as I'm sure Twitter was doing while I was, uh, you know, in, in the room. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he took the opportunity to say, look, um, you know, our law enforcement and the Secret Service that now protects them, you know, these guys got – they have a tough job and that drew a lot of applause. And, uh, you know, he said – you know, and he kind of – they talked about Black Lives Matter uh, a little bit later. But he said, look, there are bad apples in, in any industry. There are bad bankers, bad politicians, bad cops. But, you know, uh, he goes, I wouldn't want to be a cop. You wouldn't want to be a cop. And uh, it, it was it was a really um, – uh, I think a really impactful line that he had with the audience there in terms of uh, supporting the police. And, um, you know, the crowd definitely responded to it quite well. But do you, is there, uh, do you have a sense, and uh, since you're in the, sometimes in the opinion business, uh, uh, Jim Swift, and we can drag you into a podcast, is there any sense you're getting from that room or from, uh, uh, you know, Trump supporters that you run to, into through the media that the issue of seriousness, you know, are you are a serious enough person to be the leader of the free world at this dangerous time at a time where theoretically in San Bernardino, the, the danger had arrived yet again on American shores? Is that issue coming up or has do you think of Trump supporters that's he's blown past that? They're not even thinking that way anymore. Uh, well, I, I think to the, the people who have uh, decided that they they support Trump, that they 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 
before any of these recent events, long believed that Donald Trump was a serious candidate. And on the issue of policing um, and, and and dealing with uh, you know threats, Trump is trying to demonstrate these uh, bona fides um, that you know he he lacks in terms of his life experiences. You know, he wasn't in the military. Um, you know, ne never you know ran ran a government or anything, and had to deal with these sorts of things. Um, you know, but w whether or not he's a serious candidate on the issue of terrorism and national security, I think that still's yet to be seen. You know, he talks about, oh, I you know I talked to this general the other day, and I don't want my generals on TV. And well, you know that that's nice um, that, that he doesn't want that, but it, it's it's broad platitudes when it comes to him being militaristic and fighting ISIS and, you know, bombing the oil fields and then yet giving the oil money to the families of veterans, you know, like we, we have to bomb it first. So it's worthless. Right. And then we take the oil's <laughs> worthlessness and give it to the veterans families. Uh, you know, just, you know, we don't want to go to the rabbit hole of Trump contradictions, but, um, you know, I, I still think he, he's not yet demonstrated uh, a seriousness, at least to my, uh, standards on these things. But he, he certainly is good on the stump. And uh, I think a lot of the people in the room are convinced that he, he he is a leader and ready to lead when it comes on these things. Jim Swift, thanks for the uh, reportage from Manassas, Virginia. So, what time did you have to be there? Uh, it, doors opened at 530 and I got there and uh, they uh, didn't Because I'm thinking me... I used to live uh, in Northern Virginia. I'm thinking so you had to leave about what, eight in the morning uh, <laughs> yeah. to get down no, there? I Left at about two, uh, you know, to make sure I didn't get any of that early, uh, early afternoon, three o'clock bureaucrat traffic on 66 uh, before it turns to uh, HOV at three. And, um, you know, I just went out there and went to a restaurant and uh, had some wings and a beer uh, by the by the fairgrounds before going in to see the show. You always have to see the circus when it's in town, Graham or uh, Michael. <laughs> and my friends call me Graham. So that's absolutely yeah. perfect. Sorry. Uh, no, not a problem. You just, uh, you just owe me some wings and a beer now. That's Jim Swift. With the Weekly Standard, I'm Michael Graham. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates.